for the first time in a month, we're going to hit the books alongside the man, the myth, the legend himself, Mr. Joey Kanish. I am Brad Powers. This is Hit the Books, college football edition, part of the Hammer Betting Network. And today we are going to be talking college football win totals, widely available, all 133 teams now. Whether it's Group of Five, whether it's Sam Houston State or it's the Crimson Tide of Alabama, you can get a win total on any college football team. And we'll also be talking, I'll give out my best bet as far as win total, widely available. And what y'all have been waiting for is week one college football, 50-plus games between week zero and week one. And the man himself, Mr. Detroit Grand Prix, Grand Marshal, he's going to give out his week one best bet. Mr. Kanish, long time no talk. How you been, buddy? I tell you, it's good to be back here, my friend. Uh, you know, a little bit of a uh, lull here in the summer, college football. Uh, you know, got the got the college bases going, got the, uh, you know, the, the Grand Prix going. I'm having to, you know, take the yacht out on the Detroit River to, uh, you know, spend the summer. But it is, uh, it's good to be back talking uh, what we want to be talking here. Now uh, I can feel it getting closer, baby. Uh, you know, you say we got more lines dropping, we got more numbers dropping. Um, and, you know, it feels... It feels like we're getting, I don't know what the exact, uh, what are we, you know, uh, 90 days, something like that, August 26th, whatever that is, minus A little bit less. Uh, yeah, yeah. We, you know, the, I can taste, I can taste the week zero, baby. Because uh, it, feel, it feels close. Um, and I'm, you know, getting ready to go here. Before we dive into anything, though, let's pay some of the bills here. Keep in mind. Hit the books brought to you by BetStamp. The easiest way to improve as a sports better is to use multiple sports books and always get the best odds. We recommend using an odds comparison tool like BetStamp. BetStamp compares odds across every sports book for games, futures, and player props. You can save time and money by checking BetStamp before you bet. Download the app today. And if you're looking to sign up for a new sports book account, please check out the offers available at BetStamp dot app slash hit the books or hit the link in the description if you sign up through this page it helps support the show all right kanish i'll tell you buddy i am i bet a lot of conference futures today i put the orders in we'll see what they look like tonight but i am officially i believe over 250 college football bets already here june the 5th uh that's a record for me uh, but there's been I mean, they keep releasing stuff earlier and earlier. Still waiting on Vegas, I mean, for a lot of stuff here in, in town. I'll give Circa credit. They released some win totals and uh, some conference futures today. They got a group of five even up, so kudos for them for that. Uh, but uh, I'm not done. I probably got 100 more. I got at least 100. I got, you know, the meme, I got one more in me. I probably got 100 more in me before we uh, get, get kick-started as far as the upcoming season. But uh, – how you been? How many bets you got? Then, uh, you know, to, to feel free to talk. I'll open the floor to you, man, because I, I know you probably got some hockey thoughts. You got F4. What is that? Uh, was that is that Formula One or is it IndyCar? I'm so IndyCar, IndyCar, little Detroit Grand. Yeah, yeah, no, uh, form, you know, Formula One may, might be, you know, for the the elite, uh, you know, Europeans and so you know uh, the Saudis and all that, uh, you know, the Monaco's, the Spanish Grand Prix. <laughs> IndyCar, IndyCar in the home of the Midwest, baby. They hit Iowa. What is they the hit difference Ohio, between F one and IndyCar? I'm I'm an idiot. F one. I mean, it's so obviously two different series. Uh, F one definitely more popular <laughs> at the moment. Uh, <laughs> I think. Uh, yes, man. Yes, yeah, that yeah, is Brad, right. I do drive an F one. Yeah, Brad, Brad. Yeah, F one. Brad, the man of the heartland here. So uh, yeah, yeah. yeah F one is a little bit more of uh, kind of the global experience, whereas IndyCar, uh, pretty much unique. Uh, you know, a domestic experience, but. 
um, hey, it was a good time, baby. You know, good out there. It was good, uh, good race. Good to be, uh, you know, in the streets of Detroit. The first time they had it in the actual, not on uh, Belle Isle, in the actual streets of Detroit. Um, and uh, so, yeah, got to, had a buddy, uh, got some... Yeah, good seats, some, man. Yeah, I was going to say, had a, had a buddy that works for, uh, you know, Rocket Mortgage, uh, Quicken Loans downtown. So we got some, uh, you know, VIP uh, passes in there. So, hey... Hey, we were living, you know, living it up, uh, you know, with the uh, with the suits there for a minute. So uh, that was that was nice to see. But back to back to where don't let the background fool you, baby. Back to the grind uh, where we belong. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I would, that, that's a good comparison. F one is uh, more of uh, let's just say uh, Joey K uh, needs uh, needs a few more winners to afford going to a, you know an F one race uh, as opposed to an Indy car. So uh, yeah, we'll we'll uh, we'll see if we can get there. F1, I think. Is F1 the one that's coming to Vegas in November? Yes, yes. Right. So that's going to be abs. I, you should rent. I, well, put your house on Airbnb for that weekend. You probably pay for uh, the, your entire uh, you know college football season here with the uh, with some of the room rates and the stuff. But that is going to be an absolutely wild experience uh, in Vegas. I know they're spending like a hundred plus million revamping the. The, they got know, work the, to do, man. Yeah, I don't know yeah, if they'll finish. Yeah, yeah. Detroit didn't have to put that much money in for the IndyCar race. I'll let you know that. So, uh, But, yeah, no, F1 in Vegas is going to be uh, quite the scene. Looking forward to that. I, I won't watch it. I'll be betting probably openers. Uh, it's a Sunday, right, or is it Saturday night? Are they running it at night? Because that would be right if yeah, they did it I was going to say, I thought it was going to be uh, sometime, yeah, depending on where it's at in the world there. But I thought it was going to be a Saturday night in Vegas, but – We'll have to see. Yeah, I will be watching college football, so you can count me count me out for that. We we'll put it on one of the screens, man. You know, I we'll, we'll get you. Maybe on one of the you know the octobox there. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. Uh, any big news? College football. Uh, there, it's actually been quiet. Other than recruiting, uh, there hasn't been too much that have moved the needle as far as a power rating from for me. Last time you and I talked, I think there was some breaking news, obviously outside of spring practice, about like Keon Coleman and Peyton Thorne, you know, leaving Michigan State. That obviously moved markets there. Uh, transfer portal closed up, you know, at the, at the end of April, May 1st-ish. I mean, I, I don't think anyone's significantly improved. I think Auburn's done a good job in the portal post-spring. Uh, USC did a good job at the line of scrimmage post-spring. But really, it, it's kind of a dead period other than some recruiting. So uh, what we – since we last talked, I mean, the main thing has been these books opening up some markets and, and me finally getting down – and getting some bets in. And speaking of that, anybody in the chat, uh, if you got a win total that you're that you're thinking about, uh, chances are I probably bet it. I am at a, over 100 win total bets. So if you need an opinion or a bet on anybody, I'll let you know uh, <laughs> as far as the win total bets go. Uh, in the chat, Ethan Thomason, FAU 8-1 to one AAC. Oh, I can see it, but I didn't make that bet. I I, I – I, I like the Tom Herman hire. I like it quite a bit. Uh, they got a lot of returning production. I just still think they're behind the, the two lanes, the SMUs and the Memphises of the world. So I'm not, I'm not there yet on FAU. I think if there's one team that can win it coming from Conference USA, it's obviously UTSA, in my opinion, even though they lost to Kari Franklin. That would be the big news of this week, Franklin yeah. going Ole Miss. Uh, I don't know if it moves my needle, but man, that's still a big gift for Ole Miss after they lost the Texas A&M transfer kid, the Marshall they had to kick off the team. Uh, anything that's caught your eye here in the last week or two since I last talked to you, Kanish? No, I, I was gonna, you know, I was gonna ask you, uh, you know, coming out of the the spring portal, uh, it, well, like, what was your biggest, you know, mover or rating adjustment? Um, 
I agree with that. I don't think we saw, you know, as we're going forward there, um, the spring portal is kind of like the, uh, the I lost my job or I don't have a starting spot, so I'm going to reshake. So we've seen a lot of movement. Um, I don't know how much of that movement's really meaningful in, in terms of, you know, ratings or guys that are actually going to contribute. Uh, I think, you know, it's a lot of a lot of depth. Um, obviously, we've seen, you know, Coleman there was, was the big one we've talked about, but you know, it, it, it's interesting. We've seen it, it's a lot of volume. I don't really know um, how much of that's going to be super critical in terms of, uh, you know, meaning to, to this season coming up. Um, and, and if anything, I think it shows a little of like which programs have a little bit of desperation in, in terms of kind of yeah. where you're seeing uh, some panic moves there. Uh, I mean, obviously, one we talked about with was, was Alabama moving for, for Travis Buckner there in terms of like, okay, we – we know exposition group isn't good enough, so so we've got to find some guys and hope they stick. Um, and I think we'll learn a little bit more of the results uh, come fall camp uh, and, and, you know, digging through the reports of seeing who, who's playing, who's not. Um, I, I will say one one team that – and I'll just give you, a, you know, an, an opinion that, that I, year one, I am not very, very high on, uh, at least in terms of kind of where there is – is I think Nebraska year one is going to be a real – I bet one. it. Uh, I, I'm, I'm with you there. Like, I, I think you've seen Matt Rule in, in his stops. You know, like, I mean, he's turned around some absolute dumpster yep. fires. But between, you know, the Satterfield hire on offense and shifting from this, you know, I, I listened to uh, Bud Elliott, friend of the show, does, does some of those summer school previews. They're going from the Scott Frost offense to what's very much more of like a, a pro style and I think we've seen in college football um, over the last, you know, five, when you transition from whether it be, you know, Georgia Tech going from an option to a pro style or whether, you know, when you go from a certain, this is what the concern I have with Wisconsin this year. When you go from like these either drastic shifts in offensive, all of your, you can, you can portal and you can change, but the, the crux of the issue is like you have a team that's built for and that you know, we're like we want to run sped, we want to run all over, and you're going to totally shift the mentality. I just don't think Nebraska has the personnel to run, uh, you know, and Jeff Simpson to run this pro style offense that they want to transition to. Mixed with that, they just, they just don't have a lot of talent. Their front seven, I, I think, is going to be really bad. So um, I, I just don't. I, there's, it's been I've faded Nebraska in a few of the the lines that they've had open. I think I've, you know the win total. So. Yeah, that was one that, um, you know, at, at least in the last few weeks uh, that I've tried to get a gauge on uh, that, that I don't think Matt Rule year one. I, I think they're significantly overvalued uh, in terms of what they could be this year. So I agree. I have taken Nebraska under six and a half. It was plus money. You can't find plus money anymore. But you can still find six and a half a couple different shops out there. So I think that's worth a bet. Uh, I think they're a six and six win team at best. Yep. I also – uh, Willie Hill Caesars opened that week one game six. Uh, I laid six with Minnesota. Uh, am I wanting to lay seven and a half, eight? I mean, obviously crossed through a key number. It's going to be a low total. Yeah, I'm not as anxious there, but it wouldn't surprise me. I don't think it's coming down. I'll put it that way. It's not coming back down through seven. I, um, totally, I think 10 is much more likely than seven. Agree. I, 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 hopefully that that is the case in that one. Rapid fire some win totals here in the chat. Uh, I'll start with uh, cover at the Buffs under three and a half. Uh, yeah, I think they're. I, I priced them more as a three and nine team. I mean, unfortunately, I mean we we were right on the show here and gave out under four and a half. So if you're a listener, 
uh, of the show. Uh, make sure one thing, make sure because a lot of you are uh, 57% of the viewers listening, viewing it right now, aren't subscribed to the channel. So please subscribe. You can find all of our bets. 57% uh, of you freeloading mother, you know, hey, yeah. yeah, just subscribe to the channel. Hit the like button here. And you can find a lot of our bets, maybe not necessarily season win total bets, but you can find them on Betstamp at Hit the Books HQ. We will have a lot of week one bets. So we did on this show give out Colorado under four and a half. That thing moved quick. Uh, three and a half, I'd lean that way. Uh, I'm not in a race to keep him doubling down on that one. Uh, Jacob Duffy in the chat. Uh, just tell me over for Wisconsin. No, I bet under. I bet under nine. I, Same thing we just talked about. It, it just a massive, massive shift in in the type of – and I think it long-term, I, I tend, to, tend to lean that way, but the Big Ten West is – I think it's better, and you're 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 trying to totally shift mentalities. Uh, hey, could it all work and everything comes together and it looks great? Sure, but I think likelier than not, that's just that's just not what happens when you go through a massive shift in in like what your offensive identity is. Yeah, and they pull the Buckeyes over. They haven't played the Buckeyes in several years. That's one of their conference games. That I mean, that just goes from a uh, you know a 50-50 game for depending on who you pull over from there to a loss. Uh, Texas State. Uh, Win total from Caleb uh, Dusick in the chat. I bet under four and a half. They just got so much. Uh, I shouldn't say so much. They don't have anybody really back. They got zero returning offensive linemen starters. Look, I think the coach is going to be the right hire in the long term. I just think it's it's so revamped. I know they're going to run a lot of tempo and whatnot, and, and I know the last coach underachieved greatly, but my goodness, Texas State, when's the last time they won five games? So I just don't see it in a first-year coach. I bet under four and a half there. Widely available. I think there's some disagreement. I've seen some People betting over at least over four there. Uh, any thoughts on that one? Otherwise, I'll just keep going rapid fire. Condition. I'm totally with you. I just again, I like the guy from UIW. Did did some great things there at the FCS level uh, for a program that wasn't traditionally like super. I mean, he turned took them from like uh, a bargain basement FCS team to a team that was like competing for FCS championships. But I mean, that what is he brought in a couple of power five, you know, transfers there, quarterback uh, in Finley, uh, and the, the other ones escaping. But I, I agree with you. Like they, Jake Spavital, really, uh, I'd compare it to kind of like a, a Scott Frostish tenure at Nomad. He like he wasn't able to bring in the personnel he wanted, or it, the roster is just really thin. It's a mess. It, it's a <laughs> remember he didn't a, he didn't do recruiting classes for like a right, couple years, right? So, so it's a total mess. So yeah, yeah. I, that was one that again, uh, under four and a half, uh, you know, shop around. I think you can find a little bit better than minus minus one fifty uh, when they're, when they're tying up your, when you're tying up your money quite a bit, uh, for a long period. Uh, yeah, definitely shop around. I think you can get a little bit better juice there, but yeah, four and a half playable. Cause that is the number I played under four and a half there. A couple more, uh, Oklahoma state under six and a half. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, I played under seven. I, mean, I love that bet, to be honest with you. That was one of my favorite bets that I made. Uh, but, yeah, six and a half would still be a go for me. I think you and I have talked about it. I just, with all the transfers out of that program, I think this is – we're coming to the end of Mike Gundy. He's done a tremendous job. You look at his track record, you'd say, oh, it's an easy over when you could look at you know his entire tenure there. He's been an automatic seven-plus wins for the most part. But I don't see it this year. I think the talent uh, – it just isn't there what it was even just a couple of years ago when they won the Fiesta Bowl over Notre Dame. And I think the conference is very competitive. There's yeah. no slam. What's the slam dunk win? Kansas right, no right. longer a slam dunk win. 
I'd even argue that the programs coming in, none of those are slam dunk wins for Oklahoma State. BYU, I mean, Houston and Cincinnati, I mean, there's really nothing there that they can really hang their hat on, in my opinion. So I'm under six and a half for me. What say you? Yeah, that that would probably be, and I think we've, you know, we've talked on the show, maybe the the biggest, um, like, power five market disagreement there would be what we thought of Oklahoma State coming into the year and also some of the teams that transferred into the Big 12, thinking that, uh, you know, some of those wins, I mean, Cincinnati, UCF opening up four and a half, five and a half, um, just teams that can come in uh, to a league that, that was pretty spread out, even though we both like Texas, uh, you know, that like, you know, that two to 14 or whatever um, isn't, you know, significantly, you know, you could feel like any one of those teams can beat any one of those other teams um, yeah. in, in kind of any week. So uh, I agree with that. That seven you grabbed there would probably be like, I will say in terms of like, what's the biggest variation from the number I could see this Oklahoma state season going like, I don't want to. This isn't first take, so I don't want to do anything. Like, I could see them going four and eight, three and nine. Uh, I mean, they, they had a ton of transfers out. Alex Bowman was like a guy at Michigan who I thought he was good. Honestly, like I'm not even. I thought he was gonna like stop playing football and just go go like be you know uh, whatever you know education is pursuing. I can't believe he got a starting job at a Power Five program. He wasn't even. He wasn't even the second. He wasn't even the backup. He wasn't even the backup last nah, year. He was the guy who, like, this string yeah, Michigan. they weren't even, like, I literally, like, they were, you would have had to have, like, three QB injuries to get to him last year. So, and now he's your starter in the midst of a, a pretty, you know, talented Big 12. I think, I think it could go pretty rough there, uh, you know, and, uh, in it. so, yeah, we'll see one still would play under six and a half and not even think twice about it. Brendan Smith in the chat, uh, Miami under seven and a half. Uh, the Hurricanes, I that's one of the 30 some teams I haven't bet yet. Uh, my numbers would say lean under. I think they're a highly variant team. Uh, they play up to their talent level, they can win a lot, they can win eight games or more. Uh, what, what, am I confident in it after what I saw last year? No, but uh, it's just I'm not there yet. Uh, I want to lean under, but uh, no, I just I just think there's better stuff to play out there than, than Miami. I mean, look, there, there hasn't been hardly movement on the Canes. They, they've been seven and a half pretty much everywhere uh, with the under-juiced, and I haven't seen hardly any movement there. So I think that one's priced accordingly. One of the very few that have been throughout the course of the spring. Uh, Ethan in, in the chat, Nevada Wolfpack under four and a half, four. Here's a rare one where I've taken two positions. I My preferred position was my original one. I bet over three. Somebody beat me and took two and a half. DraftKings opened two and wow. a half. And that lasted maybe 15, 20 minutes. Uh, I took over three. I'm very happy with that. I played back a little four and a half, but only maybe 20% of my original position. So my numbers would lean. If you can find that four and a half would lean under. But again, I, I, I'm i rooting for over three. I'll put it that way. Uh, Kanish, did you bet? Were you part of that Nevada Wolfpack over money to start? No, I, mean, I agree. I missed that uh, the early two and a half. And obviously that would have been uh, an overplay. Right now, the, the three and a half, you know, where it's at now doesn't doesn't give me uh too much attract i think it's pretty well set there if you want to like the, with the three and a half juiced over uh a team that you know could uh, you know make some strides there after the transition but um not one that um that i'm looking to get too involved in yeah quickly i did watch your spring game they're gonna have maybe 10 or 12 power five transfers in the starting lineup majority of them from cal and oregon they look pretty good to be honest with you that I, I think it could be a highly variant team uh, with that kind of talent level. 
I'll, I'll tell you one of the conference futures that I was looking at. If you can find a juicy number on Nevada to win the Mountain West, are they going to win the Mountain West? No. But them and like Colorado State are two programs in the second year. I would not be shocked to, to you know make massive improvements. I mean, that was terrible situations. Both those coaches entered uh, last year, Colorado State and Nevada. So I'm buying the Wolfpack, at least for right now. Alabama under, yep, first time in 15 years. Uh, I have bet an Alabama season win total under. Not only that, I bet against Alabama in a lot of game in the years, uh, whether it's uh, the Texas game. You are big, uh, I think, uh, against Alabama in the Texas game. Auburn game, I bet against them. Uh, I bet against them in the Texas A&M game. I took the Aggies. So not buying Alabama for the first time in forever. I, I think you agree, Kanish, right? Yeah, totally. I mean, they've had uh, – I think they're in a little bit of a midst of not only the quarterback issue we've talked about, but – Kind of like a, a talent gap there of, you know, they they didn't have a, up to their standard in, in terms of recruiting. The last recruiting class was phenomenal, but those guys would always be true freshmen. So you've kind of got a little bit of gap, I think, in terms of talent and stuff, people that have left the program along with some questionable uh, coordinator hires and quarterback situation. And Saban just getting up there, you know, like, uh, yeah, good point. I, I mean, just, you know, like I, we've seen uh, even all the elite coaches, you, you get to a certain point and it's very, very hard to, uh, to keep that standard as you get through your 70s. So, um, yeah, I, I, we, we've and again, this is not a, a, a two people that have faded Alabama in years past, like ever going into seasons uh, with, with a lot of uh, a lot of attack. it's just it's one of those. I think they were. A bit, uh, a bit overvalued in, in some of the, the wins markets, the the game of the year markets, um, and and they seem vulnerable. Yeah, I think it's the first time I've ever bet a win total under on Alabama in the Saban era, at least. And I mean that goes back far enough where I wasn't betting win totals fifteen plus years ago. Uh, in the chat, Duke under six and a half wins schedule is tougher. Absolutely, that's the handicap there. I mean, I love Mike Elko. Upgraded Duke more than pretty much any team in the last. Six, seven years, my power rings. If you look at the start of the season to the end of the season, I thought he did a tremendous job. But they didn't play very many teams last year. And all of a sudden, they didn't play Clemson last year. They didn't play Notre Dame. didn't play Florida State. I don't think they played Louisville. Now they play all those teams. So uh, I did go under six and a half wins Duke. I think you still find that. It, it'll be juiced, uh, as we can see there, uh, up on uh, that's DraftKings under six and a half minus 140. I would make that bet even with the, that, that juice right there. Uh, did you bet Duke? I'm, that's one, you know, uh, that's one that I think we would we would have a little bit of a, a disagreement on. All um, right, I, and I'm not I'm not running to the window to bet that six and a half over. Um, I tell you, you if can I find could, six, I think you find five and a half, man. I was going to say five and a half, a juice five and a half. I think I, I would play the other way. A um, lot of returning there. Obviously, I love Elko. And again, they, do they play? You know at Florida State, at Louisville, Notre Dame. I know those games are all tough, Clemson in the open. They're, that's one that I've got a little market disagreement. I know, uh, you know, you played some some nine and a half as it got. You know, there were some 13s there out there that I played a little Duke on. Um, I just think you've got you've got Lafayette, Northwestern, Connecticut, uh, you know, a Virginia, Pittsburgh. I think, I think they've got five games that I feel really good about. And then you're talking about, you know, all if right. you can get a five and a half, you know, stealing – Stealing one of those games that they'll be a dog in, um, so I'm I'm probably higher, uh, definitely higher on Duke than you, um, but not one that I'm looking to play. I would not play in, in under six and a half personally. Um, I, I think six is right about the right number. I'd lean actually towards uh, an over on a juice five and a half. I'm just going to order in the chat. We're getting they're getting hot and heavy here. Uh, uh, as far as that, uh, oh wow, uh, 
looks like uh, whenever we're making a comment on DraftKings, uh, looks like a trader's watching the show. So if you are watching, hello. This is Hit the Books, part of the Hammer Betting Network. You're watching the godfather of summer betting, me, and then the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Joey Kanish. Uh, let's look at – we're just going in order in the chat. Uh, Penn State over nine and a half. Yeah, I lean that way. Have I made that bet? Seems too easy to me. Uh, I, I, I really, you know, we talked about the like, God, the, we talked about the offense um, in the like. Uh, it just gave me. I feel like they're gonna go and I like this is just. I feel like they're gonna drop those two games and then maybe one more and go nine and three. Um, yeah. I, I just don't, and I know this is the year the talent and people are telling you and the, like some of the public narrative and like this could be the year for Penn State. I'm not. I'm not there with. I'm not there with. I'm that. not there um, either. I, I don't want to make. Scary, but I bet. I bet against him with West Virginia. We'll talk more West Virginia here in a second. Uh, Temple under five and a half in the chat. Oh, by Nick. Ah, uh, no. I bet over four and a half. If you want to go under, I believe it's Caesar still has six. Now you'll have some extra juice. So again, uh, Willie Hill Caesars has six. If you want to go under. But I'm very comfortable with my over four and a half. That was a team. I'll tell you, I wasn't on to them, but I three or four of the big main betting groups that I really respect or individuals were on Temple at the end of last year, like you wouldn't believe. And they were betting them week after week and they were covering. So uh I, I thought the first uh, Drayton, the, the coach, did a good job last year. And Warner's kid is now going from a freshman to sophomore. That they got some guys and look, it's a watered down conference. Exit left or exit right. I mean, you got Cincinnati, UCF, Houston out the door, replace them with Conference USA teams. Who does that help? That helps the Navies, the Temples, the East Carolinas of the world. So that, that was my original handicap and why I bet over four and a half on Temple. Did you get involved there? No, I like your play, though. I, I would lean toward the, the four and a half. Obviously, I think six is a bit too, you know, a bit too aggressive. Yeah, that's you know, too much. There, where I think five and a half is probably the right number. Uh, again, one where you, if the four and a half was, you know, still available, would rather that, the six than that. So a lot of these now, uh, you know, we're trying to still give you the ones that um, we oh, have. Yeah, a lot of them yeah. have just been shaped. Uh, and some of them from, you know, Mr. Powers uh, himself there. So, uh, you know, hey, just for, obviously, <laughs> that, that, that's one that I, I think five and a half is the right number. Alex in the chat, West Virginia four and a half. I did bet over. Now, man, read it. It seems like I'm higher than one West Virginia just about anybody else uh, because I bet him week one against Penn State. That line hasn't moved. It's one of the few that haven't. Uh, (laughs) That stinks. And then, you know, the win total hasn't moved, and almost all my win totals have moved. So there's a lot of resistance to my West Virginia. And I get it. Neil Brown's on the hot seat. I just think, my goodness, uh, if they were really quitting on Neil Brown, they beat Oklahoma and Oklahoma State last year in November at the end of the year. I mean, they're going to quit on the guy. They'd start showing signs of that. The problem with West Virginia, they're playing ridiculous schedules. I mean, they're playing 11 Power 5 teams here. This year, again, they're playing Pitt and Penn State non-conference. I mean, but I think with the newbies into the league, that I mean, not that they're any surefire wins, but they're on the same power ratings level as a BYU, a Cincinnati, and a Houston. So coin flip games, and I – Look, do I like Neil? Do I love Neil Brown? No, but I don't think he's as bad as everybody's making him out to be. So, I mean, this ain't the Big East anymore when Rich Rod was beating, you know, Temple and a bunch of bums. I mean, they're playing in a much better conference. And Holgerson did not leave. I mean, if Holgerson's so great, let's see what he does with Houston this year in the Big 12. So, I know every, all the West Virginia fans miss Holgerson. I mean, I don't know. 
What, what think, say you? I think on Houston would uh, love to return the sender on that contract there that they got him for. Um, yeah. yeah, I agree with. You. I think uh, they've they're going to have so many. You're going to see this in the Big Twelve where just like so many spreads between seven and seven, right? Just like where you can go either way. Um, but they would be, you know, a team that I, they promoted the they lost Harold. They promoted the running backs coach to OC. I think they're going to be trying be a little bit more traditional in terms of like their their style um so whether that how that plays how that affects i mean it, their their spread off and throw it everywhere with jt daniels didn't really didn't really look i mean it looked good for pieces of certain games but um i don't know it's one that i would probably bank on more you know even though we backed them in the penn state game i think that that was just more situationally with with penn state's often being a bit man the style we think yeah. West is going to play um in terms of them as a whole probably not i'd probably say that you know they win four or five games and Neil Brown's out. Yeah, I mean, he's got, he plays Holgerson in Houston and plays that pit game. Those are two extremely important games in the first four or five weeks of the season. He better win one of them, if not both of them, if he wants to survive, in my opinion. Uh, let's keep looking down in the chat. Uh, Wisconsin, is it going to be as bad as Michigan first year in Rich Rod? I know it's been 15 years. It will not be that bad. It will not I mean, be that bad. I mean, it will not. It's, they it will lost not. to Toledo that year, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, not, like a four and eight Toledo yeah. team they lost. Oh uh, yeah, they went. Yeah, I was three and nine. Uh, and uh, boy, he, uh, I, he, it won't be that bad. He still can't walk around Ann Arbor without, uh, you know, your uh, vulgar and tomatoes being thrown at him. So uh, yeah, no, it would trust me. Well, it, it, that that's about as rock bottom as it can get from a from an offensive change standpoint. I I am waiting on the thirty for thirty. I don't think people realize that Rich Rod originally accepted the Alabama job, and this is right before Saban eventually took it. Like that whole, you know, week or so there or two weeks there in December on what, you know, went, you know, the Drew Brees failed, you know, the physical in Miami. I mean, if he gets Drew Brees, is, you know, Saban still coaching the NFL? I think that whole process there in 2007, I'd like to see a 30 for 30. I'd like to see two 30 for 30s. Number one on the Alabama hire in 2007. And number two, I'd like to see a 30 for 30 on the 2007 college football season. It's been long enough at this point, so – just a request. Uh, let's go to the chat. Hugh Freeze down on the Plains. That's one I haven't bet yet. I I am a little bit more optimistic than, than most, but, man, six and a half, seven seems about right to me. I still think they're way behind, uh, obviously, Alabama and LSU in that division, but still even behind Ole Miss and Texas A&M. Uh, he's going to be the right guy. I just don't know if it's going to necessarily show in a big way this year. I think it'll show as far as them being competitive. Uh, I just don't know if they're going to jump up from, you know, five and seven to eight and four ish this year. Did you bet Auburn yet? No, I'd, I'd actually, I'd kind of lean under it that I think, uh, you know, with all the turnover there and like, I mean, a lot of talent on the, like still remaining on the roster a team that kind of like is never barren for, for players. Um, but as you, I just, I just think the division they're playing like a number of those teams um, that we've been bullish on, whether it be, you know, LSU, Texas saying it, like it's going to be uh it's it's just going to be tough for them, I and mean, even even if being down on Alabama, I don't think that's uh, they're that vulnerable. So yeah, they got their guy in Hugh Freeze, um, but at, just like we talked about with uh, a little bit of like what Alabama did with the concern. I mean, having to go on the last day of the spring portal and basically steal Michigan State's QB. Good point. Makes me a little bit like eh, if you're doing that, then that means you you definitely weren't set. So then then that's putting a lot of a lot on a guy in Peyton Thorne who 
was kind of an okay Big Ten quarterback at times that, um, you know, I, I think it's a lot to chew for, for you to get to seven and five year one. He has done a really well, a, a good job in the portal. Line of scrimmage needed yeah. a lot of help. Did a good job there. Uh, yeah, I just, there's a lot of, I, he did a good job filling out the roster. It's just they're still so far behind a lot. Of, I mean, half the team's probably in the, in the SEC. So he's going to have to win all the games he's supposed to and maybe pull off an upset or so. So, yeah, not not a great one for me. I haven't bet it. Tennessee, nine and a half. That's another one I haven't bet. I would certainly lean under nine and a half, but it's juiced that way. I mean, a lot of like minus 150 plus juice on that. I think it's a nine and three type of team, but uh, – I, th- I think that one's priced accordingly. Did you bet Tennessee under? No, uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm probably a little bit more. Uh, I know we're getting a lot of the ones I haven't bet. Top of college football, I yeah, didn't no, bet I would so say, much. I, I'm pretty you know bullish going into the transition for Tennessee. I don't know if it'll be uh, as drastic. I know they lost some great NFL talent there, but it kind of feel like they have got it about rolling there um, in Knoxville. So I again, I didn't place a bet on uh, nine and a half, but if you're gun to my head, I, w- I would. For and over there, I think um, I think they'll be all right, and kind of that system is a plug and play with Joe Milton um, in terms of that. So I, I kind of like where I like where the program's heading, uh, and they're not short on talent at all. I did bet Milton to win the Heisman forty to one. That was one bet I made on Tennessee this year. Uh, I just think it's plug and play. I mean, he's got the arm talent. I, I mean, is it going to be as accurate as Hendon Hooker? No. But I mean, I think scout NFL scouts. If, if you love Anthony Richardson, you're gonna love Joe Milton. So I mean, a guy can throw it, <laughs> throw it 80 yards. Uh, I I think I mean I watched their offense. I don't think people realize like how disparate those splits are. Uh, it's just it's a very unique offense, and I just, it's tough to practice it in a week. So be interesting as we go through the years. At least the teams in the SEC, if they're going to do a better job of defending it. And the only team to figure them out last year was Georgia, obviously. Uh, Alabama certainly didn't. Uh, Neil in the chat, how much of the rule changes of clock running and blocking outside the tackle boxes affect your analysts and handicapping? That affects it quite a bit. I'm not willing to say how much I think it's worth to the totals yet until the totals get released in week one. Uh, my uh, assumption is it's not going to be properly priced. It is worth something. It is greater than zero. It's greater than one as far as the running clock. Uh, blocking outside the tackle box, it, it gives me hesitancy to bet the service academies. Uh, I can tell you that. I mean, I'm anxious to see what they do, and we're already hearing it. Like they're wanting to transition to throwing a lot more, both Army and Navy. Air Force already is throwing a little bit more than the other two academies, so I'm not sure it affects them as much. But yeah, it just makes there's a little more reluctancy in me and betting over on win totals unless they're severely mispriced on the on the service academies. What do you think, Kanish? No, I agree. I, I think well, you'll see a minor, like you said, minor total impact. Uh, not anything nuts there. Um, but one that, you know, may, I guess we'll, you know, cross our fingers and, uh, you know, hope for maybe, uh, you know, a little bit of an over-adjustment or one thing or two. So, uh, yeah, that's one that we'll probably get into once uh, more totals are released. We, yeah, once we get to the season, my assumption is I'm going to bet almost every total on the board. Uh, I'll say I'll probably have more unders. Uh, but there are some definite spots where there's some sign- – where teams are going to go heavy tempo where I don't think they're going to be appropriately priced. Uh, at least early on. So that, that's the next thing I'm chomping at the bit to bet. Paul in the chat, what do we think of Trent Dilfer at UAB? Hate, hate. I, I don't use the word hate too much. Hate the hire. Uh, I just, for everything that Bill Clark built in that program the last five, six years, 
Uh, I just think to throw it away with a guy like Trent Dilfer, I, it's abysmal in my opinion. So under five and a half is what I bet. I took a couple positions there under five and a half. Did you bet, fade UAB? It looks like I wasn't alone because I didn't get the best of the number on that one. I think there were some early sixes at DraftKings. Yeah, I, I agree. It feels very uh, what I would call like Herm Edwards-ish in terms of like uh, the guy really like you hired somebody off TV um, because he talks about football a lot um, and really doesn't have the the credentials there that you'd want in coming in to be like a, you know, running run a program that's been pretty damn good for, for a few years. So, yeah, I don't – I'm not bullish on I think it's one that um, – I, you could see some instant regression there. So I didn't get, I didn't bet it like, I, as you said, I would have taken the, the best. I didn't get the best of the number there. So I've left it alone. But um, yeah, not bullish on the long term uh, trend deal for future. I want to say Zach Phillips is doing a tremendous job today, bouncing uh, from screen to screen as far he, as. He, he's refreshed. He had that, uh, you know, Canadian uh, holiday, a couple of weeks off. Yeah, uh, the he's guys, fresh. You know, the Leafs have been on. You know, he's finally, you know, got a, got a few consecutive days sober. So. <laughs> I'm, I'm impressed as well. It's good. Nice to have him. Uh, and you know, hey, you bet you better get the uh, what, what's pro. I better get the pro line. Uh, you know, runs lined up. So because uh, you know, we'll have him working. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, BYU first year in the Big Twelve. Justin in the chat. Uh, I faded it uh, at six. I bet under. Uh, I just think there's an adjustment period. I mean, they struggled. This is a program that would struggle when they're playing Power Five teams four or five a year. Uh, as far as you know, what they've been playing in the independent schedule, the one year they don't play four or five power five teams, 2020, they kill everybody. That was the Zach Wilson, you know, COVID year. Uh, I just think uh, they're not there yet. Uh, you know, can, can they play bully ball with a few teams? Maybe. And that might be the case. A couple games in the big 12 this year, but they got Arkansas non-conference play. I think that's a loss on the road. Arkansas went into pro bowl last year and you saw the talent, the different disparity there. So, I think it's kind of a five and seven first season. I do like the Jay Hill hire at defensive coordinator, uh, but uh, yeah, I, I'm fading BYU. Did you jump on that one? I agree with you. Uh, yeah, I actually yeah, took a little BYU under my side. I think they, you know they lost uh, a couple some some of the talent left this year, and I think you know coming what they've that they're again going into the Big Twelve. I think it feels like the recipe for success in terms of having you know. A lot of older players playing able to play bully ball, playing able to kind of play, mix and match the schedule as they wanted to. Um, I just don't know how well that's gonna that's gonna pop off here. Uh, year one in the Big Twelve, they feel like the one team that's gonna have more of a, a difficult adjustment for me um, than I think some of the others. So yeah, I'm not I'm not bullish on BYU either, and also they're you know some of the staff and stuff that feels a little stale to me. So um, yeah, they, they were one that I You're not buying I, Slovis. I no, 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 no. I, I don't I don't buy I don't buy that as well. So um yeah, there <laughs> I, I agree with you on the fade. Uh let's keep going in the chat and we'll go another ten minutes or so, uh, and then we'll get the best bets here. Uh keep in mind, guys, we're gonna be doing conference previews. We're gonna do uh, you know, uh like a 15, 20 minute conference preview videos. Uh Kanish, myself, Zach will be producing, so we'll do that. We'll obviously have this thing going on. We'll probably do a couple more episodes in between. We do those conference previews, and then we'll start up with this show in August. So we'll get to a lot today, but keep in mind, it's still only June. So we won't get, we don't have to get to every team between now and then. Uh, all right, you know, a little break. College basis. Uh, are you betting college baseball, Kanish? 
Dana, Rebel, you know, hey, you, we've been fi- been firing on a lot of college baseball. I will say, there you go. Uh, unfortunately, I think everything there's uh, what do we got? Three games left tonight. Um, let me see. Hold on, let me give you a current there. I think Duke at like minus. See, there were better numbers out there. I think Duke, if he can get fine, like uh, looks like my minus one ten is the best available out there. Worth a small play. Um, but that's about it for tonight. Everything else kind of moved. Even Texas A and M at uh, you know plus one fifteen. A DK is okay. So, but again, smaller plays. Um, a lot of the stuff moved earlier in today. So Duke and Tamu uh, just for you know quarter unit, half unit. If you if you want some action in the college bases tonight. Look at that. How let me ask you this, because I'm just intrigued by it. Cause I look at Don Best and I see like a couple years ago, few books had him posted. Now every book pretty much has college baseball posted. What uh what are the limits like? And it is I'm I'm guessing if you follow it closely, this very beatable sport, uh is it something that I should be looking at or I should be at least you know going to guys like yourself and betting? Is it something worth my while? You know, the, once you get into the the college like World Series, they call it the the NCAA College Baseball Championship, and then when it gets down to eight teams, it's the College World Series. That you know, that's full on the screen. The limits are way better. Obviously, anything before this regular season or that, um, it's it's pretty slim. Uh, but once you get into this, I will say, there's been some groups out there that I know that are well known that that have really struggled on the college basis. Um, All right. Wow. All right. I mean, I I will, it's one that you would think the sport maybe it, it has a lot of variance, a lot of adjust. So um, yeah, it's one that I I will say that it's kind of a tougher nut to crack than, than you'd think. But I think, you know, limits wise, at least for the the college world series in that um, it's, it's much more, respectable and easier to get down uh, on than, than any of the stuff previous, whether it be regular season or conference tournament. Fair enough. Dane in the chat. We'll go back to him. Missouri six and a half. Ooh, uh, haven't bet it. Uh, that's one I haven't bet. I probably lean under. I didn't get a good – their spring game was canceled, so that kind of pissed me off, to be honest with you. Uh, I, I didn't get a good look there. Got a good kid at in defensive line number six. Robinson's a good kid. I'm anxious to see what they end up at quarterback. They brought in Garcia from Miami. They got a young kid, uh, Sam Horn, I think his name is, and then obviously got Brady Cook from the last couple of years. Uh, I, I don't know. I know they got Can- that Kansas State game in non-conference. They're hosting Kansas State. It'll be a big swing game early on for them. Uh, haven't bet it yet. Ha- have you, Kanish, M- Mizzou? Nothing. I mean, I'd lean a bit on. I, I think Eli. I, I, I can agree with that. Yeah, it's a not a, not a huge fan of. Um, but I would agree. It, it would be an under or nothing for me. I haven't we drawn him, but um, I am not a big fan of this. Uh, even though they they seem to be kind of tied to him. Um, yeah, it's it's an under or nothing for me. I'm a zoo. We hit Auburn. Uh, haven't bet it yet. Uh, but we talked about them a little bit. Uh, earlier, make sure you're listening, like, and subscribe. 57% of you have not subscribed. And I mean, I got a phone call before the show, and, and Rob and, and Moretto are on, and they're like, you got to promote 57% of these 57%. people not subscribe. So, I'm not doing my job. They said, I mean, I'm on the hook. If I can't get that, if I can't get that under 50%, I'm in trouble. So, all right. Uh, I'm just saying, if you value my job here, maybe maybe y'all don't. I mean, I know Kanish is the star, <laughs> but uh, let's keep going here. Mike. How's Joey Monaco gonna 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 you know attend all these races without uh, you know the bankroll here? So yeah, no, I, we need we need a little bit of hype here. 
Uh, you know what? Any week zero one line still available that are bettable? Yeah, I don't. I mean, I'm waiting. I'm guess. Here's I'll give you inside info. I was at Circa over the weekend. Kanish can talk about this because he was giving me a hard time. It was uh, I had a I stopped and had one drink. Big deal. Uh, but I was talking to Benson, Jeff Benson. He thinks they're going to put up week one, the 14th, June 14th. I'm sure they'll have their own opinion. So that's kind of what I'm waiting on. I really don't want to put too much out there. So in case they do have a disparity of opinion, I could pounce a little bit more. Do I think there's a lot of stuff that's off a half point, a point-ish? Certainly. I mean, I bet half the board in week one. Do I think it's as bad as last year where I thought there was like a half dozen games that ended up being a touchdown off? No, unfortunately, I don't see that this year. I We haven't seen much movement at all. Uh, saw a little bit of money on Illinois, a little bit of money on Cal. I might have been responsible for that. And then them two numbers getting destroyed. But other than that, no. I can tell you before the show what I bet Caesars. I saw they hung Tennessee, Virginia, 28 and a half. I hate Virginia, but, I mean, I took 28 and a half with Virginia. I thought that got a little expensive. I bet that before the show. And I took 17 with Colorado State. Uh, home against Washington State. I like Washington State's higher. I just think Colorado State's going to be much improved. At home, getting 17, I just – and obviously that was just playing stuff that was a half point higher than anybody anywhere else in the market. Uh, did you, you, I mean, obviously there's still going to be a battable week zero one game because Mr. Kanish, tease in about 10 minutes, is going to give you a week one best bet. There you go. That's how we do it in the business. Yeah, hey, that's why. Hey, that's why. Yeah, that's why you. Uh, you know, are one of the best in the business, my man. They, <laughs> yeah, they I don't, don't know about that. You that's why you. Uh, you know, they, they pay the big bucks, baby. Uh, Mike, Texas Tech under seven and a half. I can tell you, I'm not. I'm not Joey Guns. I bet over seven. I like Tech. Uh, did you bet? Do you think under seven and a half is good? There's been, you know, so that's one. There's been a lot of respect. Uh, in the market for Texas Tech, I know their future prices come down a ton. I know you better at seven been, and a on half. On the show so. here, I bet we bet twenty to one to win the yeah, big yeah, yeah. I know uh, you know you're, you're bullish on the tech. I think we've reached um, what I would call uh, the, the right. apex for me in terms of uh, they're like well, the numbers that are out there now. Um, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't touch anyone to be honest with you. Uh, gun to my head, I'd, I'd be going the the opposite way. That I think they've. Um, Again, should be improved, could be a contender, uh, but getting a lot of respect um, for a team that, that we've, you know, we've said it four times on the show today that the Big 12 is going to be very competitive top to bottom. And I bet seven because I thought, I mean, again, a lot of my bets are, oh, I think I have some significant edge. It's just the individual book giving me that edge. You're going to give me a half win, a win, and I'm not paying extra juice for it? Give me it. I mean, a half win for me is worth 70 cents. So that's a lot of my bets are like that. I mean, if you're going to go off, you got to respect the market. If a market's been out there for a while and you're going to, I don't care who you are, even if you're Circa, I mean, they hung a couple teams like a win off compared to what the rest of the market was. I'm going to, I'm going to fade you if it's been out for a while. So, uh, all right. Fair enough there. Is that a tease for your bet? Week one best bet? We'll go, we'll get back to that, Texas Tech. Uh, any Pac 12 bets other than Colorado? I mean, certainly. I mean, I bet I thought USC over nine and a half was really good. I know it's very square. I mean, but I, I just, I mean, I bet that over nine and a half. Probably my, one of my favorites was an under, under three and a half on Stanford plus money. I mean, I think you still find three. I just, that, that's a bad football team. I mean, the worst group of five team in the country. Uh, Oregon State, I think I took a little over eight. Uh, Cal over was probably my biggest position. 
uh, over four and a half at plus money. I bet it multiple times. Just kept bet. They changed the juice on me, 10, 20 cents. Didn't care. That was my favorite bet, over four and a half on Cal. So, yeah, I, I'm involved in the Pac-12. What's uh, some of your Pac-12 bets? Yeah, I, I will say, um, again, we I, didn't, I don't even think I was able to. Uh, Mr. Mr. Portnoy opened up some uh, some futures um, that, uh, like I would say a month ago, that were uh, quite off market in terms of the prices on on a couple of teams. So um, got some Pac-12 Win conference totals? futures. No, 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 no. Uh, we got conference futures. There might have been uh, a forty to one on Oregon State um, and some inflated numbers on uh, a Washington and. No, no, they well, they're they're long they're gone now. But that would be my uh, Pac-12 action. Um, in terms of uh, when told, I agree with your your uh, you know. Hey, I, I know now. I will say, talking with some other, I know that that you're a very bullish man on Cal. Hearing from a couple of others in the industry, maybe not so much. We'll see here. We'll see That's who ends fine. up being uh, right. Not that's not a Joey K opinion. I'm just you know trying to you know uh, throw some gas uh, on the fire here. So we'll see. I know they again. This they is- that's fine. I mean, I'm okay with it. I, I mean, I'm yeah, very hey, comfortable. Yeah. So yeah, I think there is going to be some resistance. I know there's going to be some resistance because week one people can't understand. How can you lay points on the road? Cal, not the same team, not the same offense. So did they, did you watch the spring game? Uh, when Sam Jackson's out there running around uh, like Johnny Football, but then you'd be like, "Oh, this 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 ain't, <laughs> this ain't uh, Ethan Garber's back there at quarterback <laughs> for the last couple of years." You'll you'll see. So, all right, I, I'm very comfortable. If if anybody wants to fade my Cal position, I'll continue to bet it. That's how comfortable I am with Cal. Uh, let's keep it going here. Uh, Maxwell in the chat, Mississippi State under six and a half. I think that's the right sign. We're finally starting to see some money there. I, I think. Look, I like Zach Arnett, the, the head coach, but I think he's in a little over his head. Obviously, wasn't expecting to get a job, but because of what happened, unfortunately, with Mike Leach, uh, they were really put in a bad position there. I mean, I'm not sure what I would have done if I was Mississippi State, but uh, I think you fade. I think Mississippi State's that one school in the West where I could see really struggle, even though they have eight home games and I think they have four layups. I could still see a Mississippi State team maybe even going like one and seven, two and six in conference. So I'm going under six and a half Mississippi State. I haven't bet it yet, but I think that's worth it. What say you? Yeah, I'd lean that way too. Uh, I, as you said, I, you're not a team that that kind of prints talent there at Mississippi State, and it's been a, kind of a you know a, a struggle um, to to get them you know back to what they had in. Uh, with the January day. So I, for me, it would be an under or nothing. I haven't, same one that I haven't uh, invested in, but if I'm getting uh, you know, the minus 110 there on six and a half, it would be under or nothing for me. Tom in the chat, just a few more before we get the best bets. Uh, what do you think of the few totals of week one uh, FanDuel has released? I bet almost all of them, uh, most of them were under positions. So you take that for what it's worth. Uh, so there you go. I mean, you don't have to be Elon Musk to figure some of this out. So <laughs> to connect the dots there. <laughs> they they took they took them off a lot of them off the board so I'll put it that way. Uh, let's keep it going here. Uh, who do you like in the SEC conference championship? I bet futures. This is going to be shocking. Wait for this drum roll. This is where I bet futures. I bet Georgia, Alabama, and LSU. Any one of those three win, I win money. So that's what I bet today. So I mean, if somebody if a long shot comes out of nowhere and beats me, so be it. Now Kanish had a really good future on this show. You got to be listening. That if there was one long shot, I would have bet it would have been that Texas A&M thirty to one that you offered up about two months ago. 
Yeah, I agree. And now, but as you say, like there hasn't been anything close to that. Uh, and to me, I, I don't want to oversimplify, but I agree. Like I think that Georgia plus one hundred five is like again they they're the they're going to win the East. Um, yeah, and then you know you're talking about a SEC title game. Where do you think like what's what's the least they amount that you would think they'd be favored by a field goal uh, in that game. So yeah, I think you get Georgia plus money there and you want to, again, but I mean, if it's a financial decision for you, you know, do do you want to tie up uh, money for six months on a plus one five? That's, that's a decision, but that's the only bet that I would make right now at a lot of those current price, especially the ones we're looking at would be uh, the Georgia plus money there. Circa had plus one twenty on Georgia today and plus three twenty five on Alabama. I like those prices. I'll put it that way. <laughs> so yeah, those were good enough to, to tie up money. I can put it that way. I, I think it's chalk heavy. And for the most part, I mean, look, we had the, a bunch of long shots win conference title games a couple of years ago. I just think for the most part, college football is chalky. I mean, certainly there'll be one or two that surprise this year and come out of nowhere. I'm guessing more group of five conferences. If there's a conference where somebody shocks, somebody might be like the big 12, which you said is balanced, yeah. but even then, I still think Texas, man, on paper is better than everybody else by a margin, too. Uh, let, let's keep it going here. We just talked about Arnett and Mississippi State. Uh, Nebraska earlier under 6.5 minus 135. I would still lay the juice on that uh, under 6.5 minus 135. I think that's still bettable. Uh, if I didn't have any position yet on them, I would bet that. I mean, I uh, again, I, I think there's at least 25 cents or, or more edge there. So uh, what say you, Kanish, on that? Yeah, totally. Uh, that's one that, and I know you've bet a, a lot more. That's one that I've I've invested in myself uh, is a Nebraska under. So I'd still be fine with my minus one thirty five there. Um, I I don't see them getting to seven in year one. Um, I I'd not to be like, uh, but I'd be more. Um, I think they're likelier to to win like four than than seven. So uh, yeah, it'd be an under for me. Still. Any hockey tonight from Crestman, Golden Knights or Panthers? Uh, you know what? Panthers. Of course, I, uh, I Vegas, in Vegas there was actually some attractive Panthers series prices uh, with with you know all of the book shading, and then they lose week one. So I'm uh, underwater there on uh, <laughs> Panthers series prices at the moment. That uh, you know was able to get some pretty good numbers that are no longer any good. So um, yeah, it would be at, at current prices. It's it's Panthers or, or nothing there. If you, especially there's some like a, over two to one right now. Um, super even series uh, that that to me, um, yeah, you, you can only bet Florida right now. Let's do one, uh, two more in the chat and then we'll get the best bets. Uh, James Madison, a big drop off at quarterback. Yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, I can tell you DraftKings opened up seven. That's one of my very biggest positions over seven. I uh, I don't think the market properly priced, including myself last year, James Madison. Uh, and I think they'll, they'll be just fine. I mean, uh, I know they're in a very competitive Sun Belt, but I made that line eight. So I thought it was a win off. So I, uh, I don't think there'll be that big of a drop off there. I, I, I'm a big fan of the coach. I'm a big fan of the overall culture there. They just came in like the ground, hit the ground running, much like what we saw from App State and Georgia Southern in the Sun Belt. Really good FCS teams can jump right in and compete right away. Uh, at the G5 level in college football. Uh, did you buy any James Madison? I, I know, but I will say last year, like Todd Santeo being like a a like pretty good G5 quarterback was maybe the most surprising um, yeah. of like quarterback changes that I'd say. I was a guy who I did not think was frankly a good player um, coming into the 
the, the season and, and would have been like the one holdback that I thought saw for JMU going into last year. And he was fine. And they would have won this. If they were eligible, they would have won the Sun Belt title. Um, and they were the best team in the Sun Belt. So, uh, yeah, they seem to be uh, having having no issues. So I don't I don't think there'll be a, a, a I mean, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how they were able to get Santeo to be like a good, uh, you know, QB. So, no, I'm, until they're one of those that I think you you give the current staff and the, and the program the benefit of the doubt as opposed to the opposite way. Racking my brain, I think they'll be fine at quarterback. I can't think of his name. I think they're getting a transfer. They'll be fine at quarterback. Uh, I got some inside there, so uh, I'm not going to say too much, at least right now. Uh, uh, Dane, thoughts on first non-quarterback draft in 2024? I mean, obviously, I think Harrison deserves to be the favorite, but I'm not, I'm not tying up my money that long. I think there's so many college football positions for this season that I'd rather tie up my money on. Uh, than to have that one go all the way into April because so much can change. It's so so narrative-driven. I don't know who's drafting up at the top and whatnot. Obviously, you think Caleb, Marvin Harrison, Drake May uh, are right there. It should be the top three. But, I mean, that, that stuff changes constantly. Hell, you could have gotten, I mean, just in the weeks leading up to this year's draft, I mean, if you have played it at the right time, you could have got plus money on Bryce Young to go, what first? I mean, so I just think don't tie your money up in that. That, that would be my recommendation there. Uh, Georgia will close with that over 11 and a half plus money. Oh, uh, I think find 11 that will, if you want to lay some juice, 11 at Willie Hill Caesars. Uh, that's one I didn't bet again. Uh, I just, I was priced right. I mean, uh, I would have probably made, uh, you know, I think there might be 20, 30 cents there, but I'm, I'm not there yet. Uh, what say you? Yeah, I got nothing for that uh, for me on that one. Um, I, I agree. I'm kind of leaning on the the price right there. It's like I'm not going into it with, uh, you know, to, to, to get in there, Georgia. So I agree with you. All right, I'm going to get to my best bet win total here uh, as we're wrapping up the show here. Uh, we're going to go an hour. So, again, if you have other win totals, we'll get to them. I mean, I thought we got to a hell of a lot today, to say the least. So win total for me, it's widely available. We're going to the MAC. I'm going to go over six and a half, Miami, Ohio. It, it, that is exactly what I bet was over six and a half wins. I laid about 110. I think you can find minus 130. So you haven't lost too much as far as the juice there on that game. Uh, what am I seeing? Let's start off with the MAC period. Uh, I think obviously in that division, Kent State's way down. So they go from being a 50-50 game to a win in division there. I think Akron will be better, uh, but, but I think BG will be worse. Ohio will be about the same, maybe a little bit better this year. Buffalo, I think, uh, downgrade a little bit. So I think all in all, the fact that they pull a Western Michigan team from the other division, I think that's a positive because Western Michigan's way down this year with a first-year coach. They get Toledo at home. I got Miami, Ohio favor in eight games. Does that mean I make their win total eight? No, but my pure power rating makes it closer to seven. You're going to give me six and a half. I'm going to go over six and a half uh, wins here on Miami, Ohio, who, keep in mind, was playing a freshman quarterback for most of last year. Gabbert's back. The freshman is now a sophomore, and they bring in a Colorado transfer. So they are going to be much better at quarterback than they were a year ago. And then plus, I already think it's one of the max best defenses. So, uh, And another thing I'll say, they have two easily winnable games non-conference. They usually don't do well in non-conference, but Massachusetts and an FCS school should be two wins. And Chuck Martin has had winning records in MAC play for most of his tenure. I think he's 33 and 17 his last seven years in MAC play. So I think they can win those two non-conference games. At least go five and three in MAC play. You do the math. Five plus two, seven. We got a winner here. Over six and a half. 
Brad is the Mac Daddy, says Greg. I, I love that. We should have had uh, we should have had uh, some return of the Mac queued up here. That that that's my fault <laughs> for not uh, getting the audio for for Zach Phillips there uh, ready to go. Because uh, yeah, I like that. Uh, I like that uh, as well, and I agree with you. And you might be going to the Mac for for the week zero play as well, my friend. Well, I'll tell you what, you let it into it. It's the moment you guys have all been waiting for. First one we've given out pretty much for for the most part, at least uh, here. Uh, that's going to be widely available. Very first week zero, week one bet from the man, the myth, the legend himself, Mr. Joey Knish. Fire away, buddy. What are we betting here as I get my apps out? You're going to go week week zero here, Saturday, August 25th. And, and you know what? It's 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 a Mac Fiesta, baby. Brad's going over on the win total. I'm going Ohio. Uh, you can go now. There's basically between four and a half to five and a half out there. And this is based on what I've seen early with the Roark reports that he – he looks good. Obviously, he, well, number one, he didn't transfer. Number two, he's doing stuff already from the ACL last year. Think he'll be ready for the season. It's a San Diego State team that, one, is coached by Brady Hoke. Two, yep. uh, lost a lot of, I think, their identity in terms of being able to run the ball um, and all that. And, again, they they were able to change kind of the the, the scheme there to with Maven, the new quarterback in that. But – it's a team that I don't think has their defensive identity anymore. An Ohio team, uh, bring a lot back. Still think for a MAC team here, going a lot of time. Now, do I love, you know, MAC on the road, non-con? Was that normally, you know, uh, an area that I, I'd be, you know, jumping all over? No, but it's another, uh, you know, opponent there that I think talent-wise they can compete with. I think as long as Rourke is good to go, they have the much better QB. I think the roster is comparable. This, to me, is a game that I, I was surprised to see open – in the five, five and a half range there. Um, so I've bet some five and a half. I've bet some four and a half. I think it's good to good to three. Um, and one that uh, there's still, you know, plenty of plus fives out there. Then DK has five and a half. Um, still a number of four and a half at Willow Hill Caesars. Uh, one that for me, I thought should be a field goal, um, especially if we're now. If Rourke reaggravates his injury, hurts something, uh, you know, his, his knee, you know, going into the spring, then obviously that changes things because, as we saw last year at the end with C.J. Harris, um, he is not the level of quarterback. But for me, I think as long as Rourke plays in this game, they're very, very live to win it uh, and win it outright. And anything over a field goal, I like, uh, I like quite a bit. What say you here on this one? I have not bet that yet. I'm a little mad at you because I was hoping we were going to get like maybe a six. Five is a dead number. Where are we going? We going up? We going down? I mean, I definitely agree with your position here. I was just waiting to get a six and I was going to fire away. But uh, I, you, other than that, you know, a tisk 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 at a at a number like that. Other than that, man, I I agree. Uh, I'm not a Hope Brady Hoke fan. I mean, look no. Than the bowl game. I thought it was one of the, the worst coaching jobs I saw in all last year. And I watch a lot of games, folks. Believe it or not, uh, I mean, I literally – I'm not exaggerating. When they got up 14 in the bowl game, they could have literally taken a knee on every offensive play and might have won the game. Uh, but instead, they throw it 40 times. And they just – it was as bad as I've seen anybody coached all year in any game. And I, I wasn't just saying it because I had San Diego State in pocket. I was just – it was abysmal. I mean, to lose a game when your opponent has minus 66 yards rushing is just unfathomable to me. So – yeah, I think Rourke's healthy, running around. I even like the Harris kid, to be honest with you. I thought he did okay. Uh, I think they performed well. You saw him already stack up against a very similar Mountain West team in Wyoming in the bowl game, and that yep. was without Rourke, and Ohio was able to win that game. Um, my I, San Diego State doesn't have the run game that they used to have. 
So the, the fact that Ohio's lost a couple of their defensive tackles doesn't worry me as much. I think I bet Ohio over their win yeah. total. So I, I'm pretty bullish on Ohio. So I no disagreement. I I no, I, I think you're on the I'm just pissed I I was looking. I see the best of the numbers at DraftKings. I couldn't get down. Uh, I was looking to see what Willie Hill had. But kudos to you, man. Hopefully we, we move that line. Yeah, no, I, I think, as you said, as long as Rourke's healthy, uh, I think that's uh, that's a good bet to get in now uh, and one that I think we'll see continue to trend down. Yeah, I think uh, it closes three-ish, to be honest I with agree. you. Uh, I agree. Yeah, I that's what my anticipation is. So I think you got a really good bet there, Kanish. Good job. Uh, not that you need a good job from me. Uh, any closing thoughts here before we wrap up the show? No, I think uh, hey, it was good. To, uh, it went. Uh, it went a lot to lot to catch up on here, so it was good to get back into it. Uh, and I know we'll be doing like, like I said, those conference previews. That'll be uh, people be on the lookout for. Um, and uh, you know, hey, it, it, I can start to taste it now. Get uh, it's getting closer. Um, and excited to uh, to see what's happening in in fall camp and uh, continue to fire away. Guys, make sure that you're subscribed to the Hit the Books YouTube channel so that when you get notified in real time whenever a new episode drops or we go live, if you do enjoy our content, please smash the like button. If you're listening in audio form, please rate and review it five stars. I'll tell you what, for the man, the myth, the legend himself, we got a ton of info out there. You'll probably have to re-listen it to, ke- to catch up on all the notes and everything and all the bets. For the man, the myth, the legend himself, Mr. Joey Kanish, for our outstanding producer, Zach Phillips, I am Brad Powers, and for all our show updates, make sure you're following Hit the at Hit the Books and at the Hammer HQ on Twitter. That'll do it. You just listen to Hit the Books, part of the Hammer Betting Network.